0: The strong, the powerful Barry Flag has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Barry. It's great to be with you again, George. Great to have you back on. Barry is a CFP, a CLU, a CHFC, a GFS. He is an Investopedia Top 100 Advisor, a Bloomberg BNA, leading expert in the prudent selection and management of life insurance. He's the founder and president of Verilytic, and now back on. Barry, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: So, personal life is is a little less personal uh, mm-hmm. lately with uh, uh, sequestration, uh, not able to do as much. Uh, but all are healthy on our end, uh, family and friends. In um, um, professionally, I'm I'm uh, proud to report, uh, pl- proud to be able to say that uh, Forbes Magazine, uh, which I learned is the 13th largest or 13th most active website. On the entire internet, not counting the Google and and uh, um, and Amazon, or, sorry, Google and YouTube type wow. sites, but but in terms of media sites, uh, they are the 13th largest, and they just recently published a new best life insurance companies ranking uh, based on Verilytic product uh, life insurance product ratings. Wow! Uh, which is pretty damn cool for us. Thank you. No kidding. Let's. That, that, a couple of really
0: incredible things there. The 13th largest website on the internet save, you know, big social media sites or search engines. Right. right. And then uh, you you you, uh, you invented Verilytic, and that's been how many years now?
1: Uh, invented. First of our patents was in 2002. Nice. Uh, we went online in 2003. Nobody cared. Bernie Madoff <laughs> was sending out pieces of paper that everybody thought were just fine, and mm. so they were... A little reluctant to pay a fee to see if the piece of paper that they were getting from their insurance company was any good. But the financial crisis certainly reminded people to inspect what you expect. And and um, uh, there's just an awful lot going on in the financial services business uh, that has people relooking at their life insurance, and for good reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. So uh, this is the third time I think that you've been on the show, just to give everybody a quick refresher that – um, if you've ever bought a life insurance policy, you probably receive some kind of a, a hypothetical picture known as an illustration of what it's supposed to do in, in the future. And unfortunately, all too often, the reality just doesn't match up to that. And it's really hard to look at the thing and and to really parse out how much everything costs, who's making what, um, what to really expect. And that's what Verilytic is really designed to do is to actually dig in and give people factual information about their insurance policies. Is that a fair...
1: That 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 is a a fair statement, a fair assessment, and um, uh, it, I think it's so. I've always, I've said for a long time that life insurance is the last largest, most neglected asset on clients' balance sheets. Almost nobody knows what they're being charged inside the policy. Almost nobody knows what they're actually getting in performance. So clearly, uh, just as a as a generally speaking getting a policy review from your financial advisor or doing a policy review for your clients is one of the most important things you can be doing in, in today's environment. Uh, COVID has made it all the more important uh, with more downward pressure on even lower interest rates going forward, which makes it harder for insurance companies to, to maintain their premiums. Vol- market volatility is affecting certain other products. And so it it has always been important. But recently, the um, National Association of Insurance Commissioners uh, was contemplating a change to one of their rules. You, you mentioned illustrations. You know, many, 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 many people compare pre- when, when they're shopping for insurance, they compare the premium. Uh, and if it's term insurance, that's fine. But if you're comparing a premium as a proxy for finding the policy with the low co- lowest cost, in other words, if you're looking for the lowest premium and you think you're getting the lowest cost, there's this rule that just got um, uh, passed or or, or repassed, uh, re- re- uh, re- re- reinforced um, that allows insurance companies to quote a lower premium, even though they charge more inside the policy without disclosing that they're going to have to come back that, that that the risk is much higher that they'll have to come back and get more premium later. So doing a policy review has never been more important.
0: That just that just passed. That sounds um, ridiculous. It was,
1: it, it was a meeting uh, by the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. Uh, it, this issue was brought up. Um, uh, the, the issue has existed since 2015. Uh, it's gotten worse. I mean, if you, if there's a rule that allows an insurance company to, to quote a lower premium and charge more, you you've got to imagine that over time, that's going to get more and more and more abusive. And mm-hmm. and and it and it has. Hmm. And so they had a meeting. Um, I think it was about a month ago. Uh, to revisit that rule and see if the, see if if they uh, uh, if there was a co- consensus around changing it, and there was some some debate around it, uh, we actually submitted a VeriLogic actually submitted a comment letter uh, to the uh, committee chair, um, and, but they uh, opted to pretty much keep things the way they are. Uh, again, if there was if if you're in an environment where you're quoted a premium. A low premium, and it's actually and the insurance company actually gets to charge you high costs. There's never been a t- better time to get a policy review. And VeriLytic looks at the internal costs and reveals what the actual charges are and whether or not they're competitive or excessive.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate that very much. And and the unfortunate reality is that both my uh, both my dad and my father-in-law bought a kind of a universal life policy some 25, 30 years ago. And both those policies lapsed because the insurance companies came back and said, well, you need to give us way more premium than you were yep. expecting to. And they just yep. said, you know, it's not worth it. So for people who are looking for a real world example, if, if you don't have one and if you don't know, well, geez, I hope my policy doesn't do that. Well, I guess that's why we're having this conversation right now. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wall Street Journal is writing about this, the, um, the, um, uh, so the National Association of Insurance Commissioners is an association that actually don't write law. Uh, well, I guess they write it, but they don't they don't enact law. They write a model reg and then the model reg gets uh, adopted uh, or not but usually adopted by you know some mo- most all the 50 states. So this reg that we're talking about here has been in place since 1995. And so your father's policy and your grandfather's policy was probably governed by this reg. The the reg intends was intended to help consumers choose a low premium as a proxy for low costs. Um, but it, it, to to the, to the point of your experience, it has never really worked well, and it's only gotten in, in their efforts to try to solve the problem. Unintended consequences have only made it worse.
0: Yeah, fair enough. All right, so you've you've done all this work, and you probably do the work every year with trying to figure out who are the best insurance companies, the best life insurance companies on the market. Um, and so this has been featured in Forbes, which is which is exciting and and a nice feather in your cap, and, and, and nothing but a good thing. Um, so I guess just how 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 do we jump into that? How how do you want to start?
1: So. Verilytic actually doesn't rate companies. Uh, we rate products. Okay. Uh, and, um, and we do it uh, on a policy-by-policy policy basis. Um, it's all automated. You, you send in the information about your policy, and you get a measurement of how that policy in that situation for that insured uh, – uh, relates to the universe of peer group alternatives. How competitive it is relative to the entire universe of peer group alternatives. That's been our business since 2002. Um, Forbes approached me um, uh, because they they've done uh, best uh, uh, excuse me best auto insurance company rankings, I think, and and some others, um, and wanted to do one on life insurance, but. You know, they looked around and, and they saw most other rankings being just based on the company's financial strength and claims yeah. paying ability, which is certainly important, but it's not the only consideration or, you know, the JD power customer satisfaction rating. But, you know, if you're a satisfied customer, but you don't know what you're being charged, you know, ignorance is bliss. Right. And so sure. so they they wanted to come up with something new. And and uh, uh, we kind of talked. they reached out to me. Uh, cause we got all this product data and, and uh, in talking it through, we concluded that the very best companies in any industry, uh, irrespective of life insurance, just the, the very best companies in any industry are the companies that have the financial strength that can stand the test of time. They offer competitively priced products with features and benefits that customers want. Uh, they deliver on customers expectations and they outperform their competition and, uh, and that was kind of the, the way we framed what what are the Forbes ratings going to look like. And then we gave them all of our product data on those very things, financial strength and claims paying ability, the competitiveness of internal policy costs, the uh, reliability of those pricing representations, whether or not it's got features and benefits that are attractive to the, to the customer, whether or not they outperform their, their competition, what's, the, what's the, the actual historical performance of invested assets and underlying cash values. Uh, so we gave them all that data. And, um, and, and they came up with a ranking system that said, well, who's got more, which insurance companies have more products that are competitive. Uh, knowing that, that, you know, if I tell you that some insurance company is competitive, that doesn't mean that they're going to be good for you because there's 10,000 different prices for every different age and gender and smoker or, or tobacco use and health risk class and dah, dah, dah. Right. Um, but they wanted, they wanted to, Publish a ranking of of who's got generally speaking uh, the most competitive products and uh, so that's how they came up with it And it is it's to my knowledge the first of its kind that I've ever seen uh, which I guess by definition it has to be the first of its kind because uh, Our research is patented which means it didn't exist and doesn't exist anywhere else Uh, And they're doing ratings based on they're doing company ratings based on our product ratings, So it's the first of its kind
0: nice, okay Excellent. Well, that is super exciting, and I, I, I would have to imagine, and I think, very helpful to, to consumers. So,
1: Certainly as a starting point. Yeah. But again, you know, with 10,000 different pricing combinations and permutations, right. so you might go to the Forbes list and you might start with number one, mm-hmm. but uh, don't stop with number one. You have to look at those five things that are important in almost any decision to buy or retain a policy. You, you've got to look at those five things as it relates to you as a customer, uh, if, if you're buying insurance or the advisor needs to look at it if they're if they're trying to make a product recommendation to their client
0: got it so there there are all these factors and I think it really uh, talking about how just because you 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 assume that that if and I think the Pacific life was number one on the list, just, just because Pacific life is number one does not mean that for your situation it it, it, it will be right um, and even Correct. when you look at that uh, when, when when I'm looking at that it talks about also how there might be higher costs with 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 Pacific's life Pacific life's products so what does that mean
1: yeah so um, again the objective of the of the Forbes rating was to provide a a general sense of for what companies have competitive have a history or a track record of competitive products measured over decades, which is what the VeriLogic database does, right? Um, the uh, uh, but uh, so so one reason why a price a product may not be competitive to a particular uh, consumer or for a particular client is because of these ten thousand different pricing combinations and permutations. Another reason uh, is that insurance companies when they when they design a product uh, and when they build a product it's kind of like a closed end mutual fund uh, that product in its uh, uh, in, in its form in that form is only available for sale or for purchase for a period of 12 18 24 months um, the, the all insurance companies share the risk uh, of these of paying a death claim with reinsurance companies. They negotiate what's called a reinsurance treaty for some limited amount of coverage when that when that bucket of reinsurance is filled up, that product is closed and they got and, and then they, they start up a new product. Um, Whole life is kind of an exception to that. Uh, that closed end mutual fund analogy, but these products are generally uh, uh, opened, filled up, Enclosed, and, and so the next product it might be a successor product could ha- could have a different price. Um, Got it. Also, there can be different product. Uh, there are, um, in fact, more today than ever than I've ever seen before. More different product types. Um, uh, indexed universal life products are, I think, the according to LEMRA, uh which is an industry body that that uh, captures and compiles. Uh, uh, statistics, uh, indexed universal life I think is the number one selling product, um, but the spectrum of uh, prices for this universal, this indexed universal life type product is all over the board. Uh, it, it, as much as an 80% swing between low costs and and, and high costs, um, some of them, uh, some some of these indexed universal life products are, look a lot like a hedge fund, uh, where, you know, and and by the way, I, I, some people say, well, you know, you just don't like index universal Live products. And, and that is, <laughs> that could not be further from the truth. Uh, the, um, I mean, I think hedge funds are perfectly appropriate for the right, uh, uh, investor as well. Um, but not appropriate for some investors. Yeah. Uh, s- somebody who's, uh, understands that the costs are higher in a hedge fund than in a mutual fund, someone who understands that they want to have access to some uh, uh, esoteric or exotic indexing or hedging strategy in a hedge fund that you can't get in a, in a mutual fund, I, that's, that's all fine. But the problem with indexed universal life in that analogy is, uh, again, people are buying life insurance off of a premium comparison. Uh, without the disclosures that are would be required when you're looking at a, at a hedge fund or, or frankly any other security and so they're looking at a low premium uh, don't understand that they're actually being charged high costs and that the risk of things not going as expected the risk of a premium call or the risk of, of, of a pol- of the policy lapsing uh, uh, are significantly or can be significantly higher um, So those are the reasons why, again, it's fine to start with a list of best companies, but you've got to drill down into those five factors or more, but at least those five factors and how they relate to either the individual, if they're the buyer themselves, or the advisor needs to relate them to the client, uh, if they're advising a client.
0: Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. And there are so many different variables that are going to go into what my policy as a 41-year-old male that has the whatever the, the 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 health history and 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 my habits and all that good stuff um and when, when when you look at an illustration you're 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 going to see some kind of a rate of return and performance which will lead to the growth which we have no idea what that's going to be um and this is maybe it may maybe not the right question we'll just i'll, I'll do the best asking it and you do the best answering it is are the costs of let's just use me of if, if I go in and buy a an index universal an IUL product, are the costs meaning the expenses of the policy? Do I know what those are going to be? For the most part, I, I know
1: that you're saying that they can be increased, or maybe the cost can be increased. So um, it depends. Um, w- one of the things that I think the uh, NAIC should do is. Um, Require that uh, pages showing the year-by-year disclosure of costs be included in every illustration. Yeah. Um, most illustrations uh, are not. Mm. Um, uh, the overwhelming majority of the illustrations that get submitted to us for a verilytic report for the, f- from a first-time user do not include these. What I what are what we categorically call the detailed expense pages or detailed accounting pages. Um, They are available for all product types except for whole life. uh, But at a minimum, at a minimum, if you get a quote, if you're a consumer and you get a quote, or if you're a a financial advisor and you get a quote from, you know, your your insurance marketing organization or your brokerage general agency that runs these quotes for you, if you get one that doesn't have these detailed expense pages in them, you've got to ask for them. Uh, Because if you don't, you have no idea you're flying blind yep. and you have no idea whether or not the premium is actually a low premium because of low costs or a premium because of high costs aggressive assumptions and high risk of a premium call down the road
0: yeah i think that that is such a such an incredibly key thing right there so if you are shopping for life insurance if you are an advisor if you're a client Make sure that when you're looking at an illustration, you have as full a picture as possible by making sure you are asking for the detailed expense report, detailed expense pages, detailed accounts page, which will show you the year-by-year expenses in the policy. So, did I get that even right? Even
1: better. Oops. You did. Uh, even better. So, if, if you're if you're a consumer um, and you're working with a financial advisor, best thing to do of all So, if, if you If you are insisting on the detailed expense pages, you at least know then what you're being charged. But if you're a consumer, you still don't know whether it's a good or bad price because you have no frame of reference. So if you're working with a financial advisor, just ask the financial advisor for a verilitic report because the verilitic report will not only tell you what you're being charged, but it will tell you whether or not it's competitive or, or whether it's excessive. And it'll also tell you what the uh, how reasonable the assumptions in the illustration are relative to asset class benchmark, historical performance of asset class benchmarks. So if you're a consumer, make sure you ask for a Verilytic report so you not, not only know what you're being charged and, and, and what the return is, but how risky is that return and, and, and are those costs really low. Perfect.
0: Well, Barry, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and where can they find Verilytic to get one of these reports?
1: Uh, Reports are available at uh, uh, www.verilytic.com. That's V-E-R-A-L-Y-T-I-C.com. Um, I also, uh, am very active on LinkedIn. So if, if you're particularly, if you're an advisor and you have an interest in what I call this last largest, most neglected asset on client's balance sheets, uh, and being able to address it, uh, in a more, in, in a way that every other asset on the client's balance sheet is addressed where things where, where you, you first measure what you would then want to manage. Um, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I uh, Uh, I'm I'm posting almost daily uh, an article that I see on the topic uh, or an idea uh, for how to better serve clients. Um, And and I think, uh, and and George, I don't even think you follow me on Twitter. I think, I think so far I've got my two kids (laughs) and my mother following me on Twitter. So anybody who wants to follow me on Twitter, you'd help me build my Twitter following. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as
0: I did, show Barry your appreciation and share today's show The friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to verilytic.com, V-E-R-A-L-Y-T, V-E-R-A-L-Y-T-I-C.com. Mm-hmm. Follow him on LinkedIn, and for goodness sakes, follow Barry on Twitter as well.
1: Thanks again, Barry. My pleasure. Always great talking to you, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.